Hello, this is Nick Dhaw from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 21st of October. India's COVID-19 tally has crossed the 7.6 million or 76 lakh mark with an addition of 54,000 fresh infections in the last 24 hours. As many as 717 new deaths were reported, taking the overall death toll in the country to over 1,15,000. On Monday, the country recorded less than 50,000 single-day cases after nearly three months. In the days prior to that as well, the continuing downward trend in new cases has meant that India is no longer the country to report the highest number of cases in the world. In the last three days, the US, which is seeing the virus resurface, has reported more new infections than India. Several European countries are also facing a resurgence. The Health Ministry of India in its briefing yesterday said that the country now has the largest number of total COVID recoveries in the world, with the figure being over 67 lakhs. On the matter of the use of health ID for immunization, the health ministry clarified yesterday that multiple IDs will be used in the government's inoculation drive. Union Health Secretary Rajesh Bhushan said at his weekly briefing on COVID-19 that several IDs apart from the unique digital health ID under the National Digital Health Mission will be prescribed for COVID-19 vaccination drive that is expected next year. In other COVID-related news from the state of Maharashtra, there is some good news for women commuters of Mumbai. The Union Railways Minister Piyush Goyal said on Tuesday that the national transporter will allow women to travel on suburban trains in Mumbai. Women will be allowed to travel from 21st October onwards between the time bracket of 11am to 3pm and after 7pm. Before the lockdown, 24 lakh women commuters would use the suburban railway system daily. New developments have taken place in the Hatras gang rape and murder case. The doctor from Aligarh Muslim University's Jawaharlal Nehru Medical College, who had questioned the forensic lab's report, has been discharged from his duties. Dr. Azim Malik had, earlier this month, told the Indian Express that the forensic lab report showing that the victim was not raped held no value. Dr. Azim, along with another doctor, Obeid Haq, was asked on Tuesday not to perform any further duties. Just days after the Hatras incident came to the public light, Uttar Pradesh Additional Director General of Police Prashant Kumar, citing the report, had said at a press conference that the 19-year-old victim was not raped. Dr. Malik had told the Indian Express, and I quote, The samples for the forensic test were collected 11 days after the woman was raped, while the government guidelines strictly say that forensic evidence can only be found up to 96 hours after the incident. Unquote. When the Aligarh Muslim University administration was contacted by the newspaper, it said that the suspension of duties of the two doctors had no relation to the Hatras incident. It added that the doctors had been appointed to fill temporary vacancies due to COVID. Meanwhile, resident doctors of the Jawaharlal Nehru Medical College at Aligarh Muslim University have demanded the reinstatement of their two colleagues amid the allegations that they were removed for the comments in connection with the case. Our reporter Nidhi, who has been covering the Hatras story, looked at medical records, accounts of the victim's relatives and based on those, she found that the Uttar Pradesh police's handling of the investigation shows that the claim that she was not raped does not hold up. There are multiple loopholes in their claims. For example, the post-mortem report mentions an old healed anal tear but does not specify how old. Given that the post-mortem was done 15 days after the assault, it is possible that the injury might have healed or begun to heal even if it had been sustained during the crime. 
So why was the age of the injury not mentioned? The postmortem report produced at the Safdarjung Hospital by three senior doctors on September 29th does not mention a rape examination in the history of the case, even though one had been conducted eight days prior to the victim's death. The death summary produced by the same hospital, on the other hand, mentions rape and strangulation on September 14th. This raises the question, had the Aligarh Hospital not handed over the rape examination report to the Safdarjung Hospital or did the Delhi Hospital not take cognizance of it? There are multiple such lacunae in the investigation that Nidhi has pointed out in her report titled, Hatras Girl Wasn't Raped, UP Police Say, Wasn't She? You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Quashing the key provisions of the centre's new farm laws and barring the sale and purchase of wheat or paddy below the MSP or minimum support price, the Punjab Assembly on Tuesday passed four new bills of its own. This also included three amendment bills to counter the central laws cleared last month. The decision was made with a unanimous majority cutting across party lines. Besides two BJP MLAs who were absent, representatives of all parties including Congress, Shiromani Akali Dal, Ahmadmi Party and Lokan Saf Party voted in favour of the new state bills and a resolution against the central laws. The state bills, however, will have to get the assent of the Punjab Governor VPS Badore and the President of the country. This is because the bills seek to amend laws passed by the central government. In brief, all the three new bills from the state of Punjab highlight the importance of farmers getting a level playing field in the form of a fair price guarantee. The main bill addresses the fears of the state farmers about being forced to sell their produce at less than the minimum support price. The TRP scam case has taken a new turn with the CBI now entering the scene. In the backdrop of the Bombay High Court hearing a petition by Republic TV against the Mumbai police for lodging the October 6th FIR, a similar FIR has been registered by the Uttar Pradesh police against unknown channels and persons on October 17th. UP police registered the FIR at Lucknow's Hazrat Ganj police station based on a complaint by one Kamal Sharma who claims to run a media and advertising business company called Golden Rabbit Communications. Consequently, the centre on Tuesday transferred the UP case to the Central Bureau of Investigation or CBI, which registered an FIR soon after. A CBI official said, and I quote, The FIR has been registered. It is against unknown people and is a reproduction of the FIR registered by the UP police. Unquote. The FIR, however, does not claim any channel in particular, so there is a possibility of every channel being investigated for alleged tampering of TV ratings. The report has invoked sections of the IPC relating to criminal conspiracy and criminal breach of trust, among others. The new development comes when the Council for Republic TV, Harish Salve, has asked the Bombay High Court to transfer the Mumbai police case to the CBI. Do read our in-depth report from two years ago where we had pointed out how TV ratings are fixed. The report titled the same is on our website, newslaundry.com. If you're still curious to know more and understand the issue better, please browse through the media section of our website and you will find a ton of content on the same. Also, do not miss Meghnath's explainer video on the same. Dear listeners, News Laundry saw this coming a long time ago and took a stand. And that is exactly why we are 100% free of advertisements. And that is why we are able to bring you ground reports about stories that actually matter. So, show us your appreciation by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com. It is the only way we can survive in this world dominated by legacy media.
Michelle Bachelet, the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, on Tuesday expressed her dismay over India's crackdown on human rights activists and NGOs. Criticizing the Narendra Modi government's new Foreign Contribution Regulation Act or FCRA, she said, and I quote, The FCRA has been invoked over the years to justify an array of highly intrusive measures, ranging from official raids on NGO offices and freezing of bank accounts to the suspension or cancellation of registration, including of civil society organizations that have engaged with the UN human rights bodies, unquote. Bachelet expressed her concerns that such actions on the grounds of vaguely defined public interest provide scope for the abuse of law. She added that it is being used to punish or deter NGOs from human rights reporting and advocacy that the authorities perceive as critical in nature. In the same context, she also referred to the shutting down of Amnesty International's India offices in the country. She also slammed the Modi government for mass-arresting anti-CAA protesters and activists. She said that the Unlawful Activity Prevention Act, or UAPA, under which the activists have been arrested across India, was inconsistent with international standards. In the charge sheet filed by the National Investigation Agency, or NIA, in the Elgar Parishad case, it has been alleged that former IIT professor Anantel Tumre brought Maoist literature to the country from his trips abroad. According to a report by the Indian Express, the NIA has claimed that Tel Tumre attended international conferences and under the guise of these academic trips, he brought back Maoist literature and videos on ideology, tactics, weapons, etc. to show them to members of the banned Communist Party of India Maoist. The charge sheet, which was filed on October 9th before a special court in Mumbai, also includes a statement by a witness who claims that he recalled Tail Tumre making a statement during a meeting to reinvent Dalit militancy as well as revolutionary resurgence under Maoist leadership. Tail Tumre denied the charges and said that his visits abroad for academic conferences were through official invitations and were well documented. 70-year-old Tail Tumre, who was arrested on 14th of April this year, said in an open letter before his arrest, and I quote, Never in my worst dreams could I imagine the things that began happening to me. Although I was aware that the police used to visit the organizers of my lectures, mostly universities, and scare them with inquiries about me, I thought they might be mistaking me for my brother who left the family years ago, unquote. Since the NIA took over the case from Pune police in January, eight people have been named in the supplementary charge sheet and arrested. The most recent arrest being that of 83-year-old Stan Swami, who is a Jharkhand-based Jesuit priest and tribal rights activist. And now for some international updates. Coronavirus has infected more than 40.7 million people around the world and killed at least 1.12 million. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Protection has found that 300,000 excess deaths were recorded in the U.S. this year. 66% of these are accounted for by the official coronavirus death toll of around 220,000. Excess deaths refer to how many more deaths have been reported in total this year compared to the same period last year. Usually, between the beginning of February and the end of September, about 1.9 million deaths are reported. This year, however, it was closer to 2.2 million, which is a 14.5% increase. Slovakia and Poland have reported record daily tallies of coronavirus cases. In Poland, the total number of confirmed COVID-19 infections has doubled in less than three weeks and now exceeds 200,000. 
Ukraine and the Czech Republic too have reported daily record rises in COVID-19 infections. A case of COVID-19 in Victoria is being treated as a rare case of reinfection, the first case classified as such in Australia. Reinfection with COVID-19 is rare with only 6 cases reported among the 40 million cases worldwide. It seems that in most cases of COVID-19 people develop immunity to the virus after being infected though it is still unclear how strong this immunity is or for how long it remains. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 